0: what is up guys welcome to today's episode of the real estate survival guide podcast i'm so thrilled to have you guys with me and excited for today's episode today um you will hear from the amazing jeremy kane and he there's an amazing episode he did talking about you know how there's winners in every market and not blaming you know the market for why you're not being successful but kind of taking responsibility and he shared this episode on his podcast and it was one of my favorites that he's done and it was so prevalent to what a lot of you are going through. So I asked him for permission to share it here. Jeremy is you know, not only my sponsor at eXp, but one of uh, the smartest people and most successful agents that I know. And so I really wanted to bring that wisdom to you guys today. So enjoy this episode, uh, and I hope you enjoy hearing from Jeremy on today's episode. and I hope you will learn a lot from him. You know, Jeremy's a great resource, and I know you go- he would be welcome to connecting with you guys and helping you. Um, and so if you would like a connection, please let me know. I'm happy to make a connection. But Jeremy, thanks so much. Thanks for your friendship, your mentorship, and helping me, you know, in my business, with the membership as well, and everything else you helped me with. And thanks for bringing this episode to us today. So I hope everybody enjoys this episode with Jeremy Kane.
1: Okay, so the first thing that I talk to all agents about, as my good friend Mike Sherrard often says, what gets measured gets managed. And this is something that maybe, you know, when I got into it, I was just hustling and doing the deals and we have this hustle culture that everyone thinks that they need to abide by. Well, when I step back and look at it, I was just doing things all over the place. I was making money. The times were good, so I wasn't really watching my spending. And, you know, I needed some quarterly goals. I read the 12-week year, and it kind of changed my perspective. Now, from that book, I still set annual goals. And from there, I work backwards and make my quarterly goals based on the market, based on the hot season, the slow season, all of that. But the importance of having those quarterly goals and actually trying to obtain them, not just putting them up on a board. And when you get to, you know, the quarters kind of sneak up on us because they're, you know, odd months, obviously. When I get to the end of March, you know, sometimes it's busy season. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. You know, we don't have quarter two goals. But it's really important to con- continue to recenter and re Evaluate your goals. And when I say reevaluate, either there's two options in my book. Either you line up for success and you're like, okay, the goals were good. I met them. I fell short, whatever. Or you increase them because they were too easy. We never pull back, right? There should never be a time where you're like, oh, you know, the market was bad. So I pulled back my goals. I changed them. You know, I wanted to make a hundred thousand, but you know, I'm only going to be able to make 50. So I changed my goals don't do that. Goals should only level you up and not pull you back. So definitely don't change those goals. The quarter deadlines and all of that is a good time to reevaluate, right? If I'm falling short of my yearly goal because I missed that quarterly goal, well, I better amp it up for quarter two. I better change some things. I better step it up. And that's exactly what I do in my business and why I've been so successful to continue level up my real estate business each and every year, no matter what the market when we're reviewing those goals, make sure you look at the data. What is it telling us? What's the feedback? Maybe look at what you did during that quarter that absolutely had you have your best quarter ever or what you did differently. And keep in mind, real estate it has a lagging effect. It's a lagging indicator, right? Your, your commission is a lagging indicator because from, you know, first meet to contract to close, it could be 90 to a 200 days, you never know. But it's really, I mean, the things I'm doing today and the houses I'm showing today will close, you know, maybe by the end of this quarter, but it's kind of on that fringe as it's so we're, you know, getting close to that 45 day mark where, you know, I'll start to put stuff under contract for quarter three. However, you know understand that that's a lagging indicator but then look back another you know quarter and see okay what was i doing did i go on vacations a ton of times did i absolutely pour into my business and did i do a client event that that really spurred some some interest or you know look at all of the little details that you're doing and all of your client touches it's really important to take a step back look at three to six months ago and see okay how did that have an effect oh that client event you know had this two quarters later i was seeing benefits from that kind of note that in a journal of sorts so that you can kind of prepare in the future to do the right things and do the little things right if you know something big's coming up and you know your your client event is in the summer and it's just not converting very well because then kids go to school and everybody's busy maybe we move that client event to the spring so that then by the end of summer or middle of summer they're ready to rock so look at those correlations and find them and pull them out and stay, stay the course. But obviously, what, get me, what gets measured gets managed. And you can move all of those things around. You're in control. You're the CEO. So you can make those changes. And that's really important to dive into that. Okay. And so here's, here's my uh, correlation that I found from the data. If I go back and look at quarter three, quarter four, when our real estate market in 2022 kind of took a turn, right? It didn't crash. It didn't go crazy, but it definitely wasn't on that steady upswing we had seen pretty much for the previous eight years. When that happened, especially with social media, I saw a ton of people talking about the interest rates and kind of panicking, instilling fear in in their audience. And if I look at those agents that were instilling panic, And their production, their production was down in quarter one, right? Maybe really down in quarter four, depending. Some people still had the wave. But quarter one was really a defining quarter in 2023 to look at. And I can almost guarantee you, if you ask an agent, hey, did you have a record quarter one or a slow quarter one? You know, some people might say it was average. That's fine. Maybe those guys are out of it. Maybe they don't produce content. Maybe, you know, it could go either way. However, the people that say they had their worst quarter ever Were the ones that were on social media and blasting out all the fear about the interest rates and all of that whereas the people that had record or you know above average quarter ones were out there saying okay this is the market this is our current market these are what your options are you can do these temporary buy downs that they came up with and all the fancy lending you know tricks they came up with but also here's the winners in the market myself included i had a really good quarter one i was all about Okay, absolutely, right? Interest rates are high. You're going to pay a little more. The cost of living is going up. But guess what? Rent's going to go up as well with that on the back end of this. So if we can get you into home ownership, here's the positive reasons why. Here's why this market is great for you as a first-time home buyer, because you're not competing, because you can get an inspection, because you don't have to come with an appraisal gap, because sellers are willing to do concessions, because they're getting tight, because it's not what it was the previous eight years. And so you take advantage of that and speaking to that and having a little flexibility right i talk about this in the niche marketing space like niche marketing and you know having your niche and the riches are in the niches and all of that stuff is absolutely the case but if your niche goes down and they're not the winners in the market you're going to have a winter there you're going to have a cold season so you need to be willing to be flexible you know still continue to work the niche because it will come back it's all cyclical However, you're going to have to find the winners in the market. Maybe it's the investors, right? Maybe it's the downsizers, or maybe it's the first-time home buyers. whatever that is. If you're finding the winners, finding the positive in the statistics, because every statistic can paint a different story, positive or negative. I will tell you, without a doubt, if you were struggling in quarter one, you go back to your content, either it disappeared because you got scared and pulled back or it was extremely negative. And that's the correlation that I saw. Whereas if I saw people that were innovative and getting out there and, you know, putting information out, regardless of what it was, yeah, the interest rates are 7%. What are we going to do about it? What's it actually mean? Those are the people that were being successful. So in the quarter one, in the quarter two. So take that into consideration when you're creating content. We don't want to ever misrepresent the market or put something out there that's not true, but there's winners and losers, as I always say in every market. So you have to play the game and you know cater to the people that are winning and then obviously be a support, right? Have empathy for the ones that are losing because they also need our help as well. The truth is real estate transactions happen every day, no matter what the market. And so that's where we need to really focus our attention and our positivity because the content you put out now will affect your business in 90 to 90 days to six months I promise you there is absolutely a correlation you can look at it the proof is in the pudding all right and that takes me to my next thing content is king you say but Jeremy I didn't put any content out I had a bad bad quarter I had a good quarter the truth is no content might as well be negative content right if you're sitting on the sidelines and you're not projecting your personality and reaching out to those people and serving people what are you in the industry for right everybody says in their why that they love helping people well the truth is you can help people a lot better in a negative or a you know down market than you can in a positive market right everybody wins you get a house you get hundreds of thousands of dollars profit that's when everybody's winning make your worth providing content to those people in the colder times providing uh, just a soft place to land, rock solid support, and that's exactly where your content needs to go. And whether you're, you know, a YouTuber or just touch on Facebook and maybe talk to, you know, your parents and a couple of people that you went to high school with on Facebook, that's fine. But put more content out. People love to see it, and it's not intrusive, right? If you put something about your life, your job, whatever, real estate or not. That's what Facebook is. That's a place for that. There is no rules um, outside of, you know, the Facebook rules that are pretty uh, pretty gray in my opinion. But you can go out there and you can place that content. Hey, this is what I'm doing, showing houses, helping this seller get out of, you know, this home because it was a great time to downsize. Hey, just connected a client with a lender. They got into reverse mortgage. All of those things are things that people, you know, will see. And As humans, we learn just by watching other people, right? Just by seeing and, uh, you know, just breaking down what other people are doing. And then maybe we'll have the confidence and the courage to step up and say, yeah, maybe I need that reverse mortgage or yeah, maybe it's time for me to cash out and go, you know, buy my dream home in the Midwest or whatever that is, is very important. And so if you have that content, people will connect with that content. They'll start to think about it and they'll come back. So content is king. Video is king, get your butt on video, that's how you look and sound, and at the end of the day, video conveys. I was actually writing an email to one of my um, sponsors the other day, and I wrote it, and it didn't sound right, it didn't have my tone, I wrote it again, changed it, didn't sound right, finally I just recorded a video and sent it, and it had exactly all my emotions and everything I needed to portray in that important email that I sent came out through that video. And, you know, I get it. People love to write copy and they love to do that. But video is ultra important. And then you can still have the writing and you can still have the copy with it. But get on video, portray that, find those positives, find the winners and your business will absolutely explode in 90 to 120 days, I bet you. As always, Jeremy Kane, EXP Realty, The Real Estate Agent Playbook. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.